This is Feel Good Friday on Wove Inspiration. Let's go. Once again, this is Wove Inspirations Feel Good Friday Music Edition, where I am interviewing some of the hottest indie artists in the country. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today my special guest is Dr. Ben D. Richardson II. Now, if that last name sounds familiar to you, that's because that's my husband and he is my special guest. So let me give you just a brief background on my special guest. Dr. Richardson was born in St. Louis, Missouri. At the age of eight, his mother enrolled him in CASA, a conservatory school of fine arts in St. Louis, Missouri. He attended CASA for 11 years, where he studied different styles of music, theory, and drumming, such as classical, ragtime, folk, medieval, Latin jazz, big band, and concert under the direction of Mr. Glenn Papa Wright. While attending CASA, he was exposed to several professional areas of gospel music and played with some of the best artists in gospel, such as John P. Key, Marvin Winans, B.B. and C.C. Winans, Keith Staten, the Clark Sisters, Bo Williams, Helen Baylor, Yolanda Adams, the late James Moore, and the late Brenda Waters, among many others. Dr. Richardson is a member of ASCAP, and he has written over 1,500 songs in the past 10 years. To date, he has released a total of 14 CDs in the form of gospel jazz, rap, and praise and worship. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce to you my husband, Dr. Ben D. Richardson II. Hey, honey. How you doing, baby? Doing good, doing good. So even though I know a whole lot about you, I still need my audience to know a little bit more about you and your family. Well, first of all, I want to say that I'm excited. Uh, I, I, it's an honor because I am so proud of you and this 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 podcast and everything is just moving forward. God is good. Uh, I got I think I got the best family in the world. My <laughs> kids. I just I have nothing negative to say about that. All right, all right. So let's go ahead and get into this interview. So what made you decide to play the drums? Okay, let's start there. Well, first of all, before I go any further, this is not rehearsed. This is my first time hearing these questions. So. Uh, I started playing the drums. I st actually started playing trumpet, and but I was always tapping on the tables and boxes and oatmeal boxes was my first set until my mother said, you know what, this boy going to tear about furniture. Let me go ahead and just get him in a class. And so he, she sent me to a conservatory school in St. Louis, Missouri, and I studied under Papa Glenn Wright. And that's from that point on, 
he was a major mentor and still is. And I just started playing at the age of eight. I literally started uh, doing some uh, TV shows. And it was just from there, it just grew. Awesome. Awesome. And so one of your, um, you said one of your biggest influences was uh, Papa, right? Yeah, Papa. They called him Papa. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. He played with the orchestra. He was just one of those type of drummers. The drums, the drums fit, fitted him. Mm-hmm. And it was just an extension. That's what he told me to make sure that when I play, I'm playing from inside. I use my internal clock, but play from the heart. Don't just give him some technical stuff. Make sure I do it from the heart. I can feel it. And that's what I did. And I still do even now. Except I do it under the anointing. Okay, okay. So as a drummer, you are the heartbeat of music. Yes. Would you, or how would you describe your drumming style? Um, I started off with marching band and uh, the marching snare. And then, but when I started on the set, I was listening to uh, groups like back in the day, uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, uh, the Ohio Players, and then... uh, uh, Joe Sample growing up, all of this. And then, and the funny part about it, after all of that, practicing, uh, it made me get, my uncle gave me, got me into the jazz side where my stepfather at the time was into rock. Okay. And so I just learned how to play all styles and Latin and just combine and created my style from there. I didn't want to play like everybody else. I just wanted something that uh, leave a legacy. And, and I, I learned that word legacy when I was about 10 years old. And from that point, that's what I, I, I thrived on. Okay. So you're also a music producer who's written over 1,500 songs. Yes. And you have also released 14 CDs in various styles. So tell me a little bit more about your music. Well, um, CD Baby, starting off with CD Baby, that, that's when I put the music up there. And then from there, it just started really selling. And I just... The creativity just really just start uh, coming. I hear because of my childhood of all the different music and different styles and my family into music, uh, it just got into my system, in my soul. So a lot of times I hear music or, and I hate this, I know we're on the air, but going to the restroom was my office. And I mean, literally, <laughs> I would go sit down and then all of a sudden I hear a, 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 some water dropping or something. Then I got a groove with that. And then I go over the baseline. And uh, it started from there. And from that point on, now uh, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous the way it happened. But God got into my life when I was about 20 years old. And so I changed my style, uh, uh, my my audience. I put it like that. My target was more into the gospel, but still with all my different flavors, if I put it like that. Okay. So, and um, tell me some of the um, artists that you played for in the gospel scene. Oh, my God. Okay. Um from the early age, uh, the Clark sisters, Maddie Malls, uh, James Moore, Brent Waters, uh, Kirk Franklin, Yolanda. I, I played with pretty much a lot of the legends because uh, it started off with my cousin um, Petey in St. Louis and Nick, Petey, uh, Edgar Madison, but they call him Petey. And so Petey will always do a lot of concerts and stuff, and he's always come in. I'll be in the house band. So being, by being in the house band, uh, it gave me another way of expressing my style because, you know, from church, you learn how to play from here. But I got conservatory school behind me, so it made it even easier and more technical and got me noticed to where they started inviting me to come in, uh, to the conferences and doing Bobby Jones show, BET, okay. uh, MTV. And uh, from that point on, that's how I started. I stopped because of ministry. 
But then, you know, God still, you know, they still pull me back in like the mafia, pull me back in <laughs> because I'm serious about that. Amen. Amen. So what's, what keeps you motivated both playing the drums and, and making music? Okay. Now, when I say this, I know someone's going to like think I'm crazy, but my motivation was two different folds, three folds. One, one because my grandmother was my biggest fan. My grandmother used to always say, well, did you practice today? Did you do this? And it got to a point where, wow, you still practicing? You know, it would go from an hour here, an hour there, and two hours. And so my motivation from her pushing me. Second, redirecting my anger. So as a teenager growing into a manhood, I had to find a way how to deal with anger management. So I would, uh, they came out with these drum heads that had, these practice pads that you put on your set and your cymbals and I would just literally put faces on there and beat the mess out of those drums <laughs> to bring my anger down but at the same time I'm practicing rudiments if I'm hitting real hard and I mean it literally literally helped a whole lot and then my last motivation was because of uh, ministry and this these are my weapons yeah. you know from from God that I take that and I take it real serious even now to rest. When I sit down, I pray to God that uh, not me, but the spirit of David. Yeah. You know, I sit down and David takes over the spirit of David and I execute that way with the Holy Spirit. I'm not ashamed to say it. And drummers that know me in the world and in, in church know that I play with the anointing and the anointing takes over. And from that point, God's in control. Yeah, exactly. And I can tell you from of course, my experience with a son who, before he was even born, he recognized um, my husband's drumming so much so that he, every time that my husband would play the drums, my son, when I was pregnant, he would move all inside of me. And then when he stopped, my, my son would stop moving. And from, I mean, till today, he is in, he's musically inclined as well. And he's a dancer, even as a baby, he, um, even with the, the, the bass drum being as loud as it is, my son would, you know, hold, have his hand on the bass drum while he, my husband was playing. So, you know, it is music all through our family and everything. And it's just amazing how God is just using our, all of our talents and abilities for the kingdom purpose. So, you know, what suggestions do you have for music artists who have a dream or a mission to accomplish, but they come up against those haters, those naysayers, you know, you got family members that'll talk you out of your dream, or you got friends that'll try to, you know, tell you that, you know, you're not, what, what you're trying to accomplish isn't really going to go forward because you don't have this or that or whatever you needed to accomplish. So what suggestions could you offer those people? Wow. I mean, because that is so strong and so real. Uh, if you're listening, get your pencil and paper. And the word I tell you to write is stop. Don't even do it no more. Just go get you a job <laughs> so you make some money. No. Uh, seriously, haters are there. And they're in the church as well, you know, and that's what hurts the most is that you, you, uh, when I was growing up and I'm not ashamed, I'm 54 years old now. And when I was growing up, it used to be a point where as everybody learned from each other, you sit down and it's especially shower music. And then all of a sudden you, 
slide over and the other person jump in without the music stopping or there's an organist, there's a bass player and they let the young ones do it. But then we got, when we started getting good, it was like, oh, don't let them get on there. I had one time at uh, one of the military base, I don't want to say the name, uh, um, and I would come down uh, for workshops and do clinics. And when I get to the military base, you got all different types of denominations and stuff like that. And the chaplains of the military would say, do not let that man on the drums. Mm -hmm. The church would get excited when I walked through the door. Don't let him get on the drums. And as soon as I get, they give me the sticks and I sit down, the anointing comes in and people start shouting all over the place. That's in the gospel. But at the same time, it would happen when I go somewhere else and play it. If I'm doing jazz, God just used my ability as a weapon to change people's lives or reach them. So you know you're going to have haters and people are going to try to dis. They, they know they can't measure up to you, so they'll try to discourage you. And you got, you're got doing this for God. If, you, if you're not in the church, then you're doing it that God gave you a gift. Then eventually you're going to come to that re realization that I, it's a purpose for me. And with that purpose, knowing your purpose, you perfect your purpose. And when you perfect your purpose, your gift will make room for you. Amen. I can't even explain that. Your gift will make room for you. And people don't like it when they don't they do not do what they're supposed to do. You don't stop. You keep on going. I, I, I made it my business. You tell me no. You tell me I can't do something. Or you talking to the wrong person. Yeah. Because when you give me something complicated, I'm going to do my best to make sure I make it easy. You give me a groove, I speed it up, and I learn how to play it at a fast tempo, then slow it down to the groove. You can do anything you want to, but as long as you just make sure you perfect your talent and your gift, I don't care what it is. If it's flipping burgers, make sure you know how to flip the burger 15 times before it lands. <laughs> and, and how long have you been playing the drums? I've been playing the drums now, let's see, probably 50, I mean, I'm sorry, 48 years. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I've been. I started playing. Well, no, 40, 47 years because I started playing when I was eight years old. Okay, okay. So, what projects are you currently working on? Well, just like the mafia that keep pulling back in because I stopped for a while. Um, Les Baldwin, and I'll call his name out. Les Baldwin is one of the baddest producers that I know in Houston, and he has worked with a lot of major people. His anointing is so strong. Called me and said, "Hey, dog, I need you to uh, play." for me. And I said, man, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm more on the preaching side. And I, he said, no, I want you. And we worked it out uh, on, on some projects coming up. But I have, I'm doing poetry now. Uh, I got another uh, uh, another professor that was at the university with me. And he, uh, Professor Dr. Um, uh, Rich Williams Richardson, and he's a powerful poet. Listen out for that. So I did all the tracks on that. Um, and I got another album that I'm going to release. I, I personally got about 20 albums sitting on the shelf that I haven't re re released yet with singing and all of that, which I'm going to do possibly this year. But the whole thing was that it's a timing thing. God told me to wait to the right time. If you got if you got music or you producing, God gave you that gift to produce. Whenever you release it, it's going to be new. So it don't matter. Nobody else has heard it. That's And that's the thing. Well, I got to wait till next year because the music changed. No. Whatever God gave you, that's what you put out. Amen. That's what you do. You perfect that, though. Make sure you perfect that. So I'm working on several projects at the moment. Okay. And I will be playing three, just uh, three snippets of one of his uh, albums out. So make sure y'all stay tuned to listen to that as well. 
So how can people reach you? Send me money. <laughs> send me <laughs> send me money. Go to my website. There's a payment button at the top and just donate. This brother needs the money so I can give me a new drum set, some new sticks. Feel free. Because it's, it's, it's fertile ground. It's not saying, oh, no, they can reach me. I'll give my number myself. Y'all can reach me at my cell phone. I'm, I'm at a point that I wasn't going to get my cell phone out anymore because I would get hundreds and hundreds of calls a day uh, because of the ministry and some other things. It, it never changed. So my cell phone number is 346-242-2047. That's 346-242-2047. And my personal website is www.drbendavidrichardsonii. That's D R. B-E-N-D-A-V-I-D-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N-I-I.com. And I repeat that again. That's D-R-B-E-N-D-A-V-I-D-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N-I-I.com. And on my website, you can, you can reach me that way. And those that are drummers... I got free drum lessons up there. I got free videos up there, and I'm going to release uh, drum lessons online, all those different areas, and also sermons, too, just as well. Yes, yes. So do you have any last words for our listening audience? Yes. Again, send me some money. <laughs> Put my PayPal up. <laughs> those that have gifts and talent that God has blessed you with, on a serious note, all jokes aside, that... um. Don't take that lightly. Can nobody do what you do so you have to? Amen. Can nobody do what you do so you have to? And that's at all ages. Talent is not prejudice. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, fat, skinny, tall, short, slim. Do what God gives you to do. And you'll know it's God, even if you're not even in church, you'll know it's God because it keeps tugging at you. Sometimes you don't even, it's like drummers. If you're a real drummer, you have beaten on tables with pencils, uh, you can be just sitting there in classroom, stay tapping, and you get in trouble. They say, will you quit tapping, please? That's in your heart. That's your heartbeat. It doesn't matter. That's who you are. Bass players, you figure out the different bass rhythms and, uh, and coordinations and tones in your head. Singers, you practice, you're singing in the bathroom. Now, we do have some bathroom singers that really can't sing, but it sounds good in the bathroom. <laughs> you just keep on practicing. <laughs> but the ones that are anointed for that, come out the bathroom. Come on out to the public and, and, and show your talent and pray. Man, I mean, really, you got you can never stop practicing. Amen. Well, honey, I thank you so much for taking your busy schedule and your time to talk to me on Wove Inspirations Feel Good Friday. And Did you say Feel Good Friday? Feel Good Friday. Okay, you owe me. Friday. You owe me. You my I, wife. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, this is PG rated, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is PG rated. But on a serious tip, thank you so much for taking this time to talk to my listening audience. It is an honor and a privilege to have you on my show. And you guys check out his website as well. And he's also on Facebook under his name, Ben David Richardson II. Follow him on Facebook. And he'll reach out to you as well. So until next time, God bless, take care, and let's go. Can I sing too? What, what we're going out? Can no, we're, we're, we're going off the air. I now. just want to. We're going sure. off the air right okay. now. Yay! And we're out. Yeah.
so much for tuning in to Woe Inspirations Feel Good Friday Music Edition. I hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in being interviewed on my station, send me an email at wobe2005 at yahoo.com and just let me know, hey, I'm interested in being on your show. And if you want to follow me, you can either follow me on Instagram or on Facebook under Wove Inspiration. Thank you so much again. I am your host, Althea Richardson. You guys have an awesome night. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Let's go.